Welcome back to the Boats and Nose Podcast. I'm Brandon. I'm Tyler. Jeez, man. So, I put up like a post on our Instagram the other day. Right. To get like, you know, what kind of podcast topics people want to listen to. And one that somebody brought up to me, he's a spear fisherman, um, but he deer hunts too. He's from Michigan. And he brought up to me that the there's talks that they're going to go from like a two buck system to a one buck system. Okay. So it made me think like, you know, what, what in the world could like, how does that change your effect? And I'm like, well, you know, beginning of season, I had two buck tags in my pocket. I'm a lot more lenient on like standards of deer. And then about the time the rut happens, I'll shoot one decent buck, like the seven point I shot last week, not a giant. And then after that, it's like my finger, my trigger finger is not coming out of the, out of my pocket for, for anything. Do you agree? Disagree? Uh, yeah. So we have our system, our, our three measurement system for bucks and there's decent ones, good ones. And, and beggings. beggings. <laughs> so, I think with two buck tags, I'm willing to shoot a decent one. Um, Depends on the day. Sometimes you're willing to shoot anything that's brown. Well, yeah, but usually then I just smack a doe. But, like, with one tag, I'm more willing to hold out for, like, a good one. You know, I would almost rather get, like, you know... I'm not sure which side of the argument that guy was on because I asked him and I like probed him a little bit and he would never give me his opinion. He just told me what was going on, which like I can appreciate that. But like I would almost prefer if I could get as many doe tags as they have up there. Like you said, you can get up to like 10 or 11 or something. Yeah. From what I read, I'm pretty sure you can purchase like up to 10. Jesus Christ. No. That might be wrong. Somebody can message in and tell me if I read incorrectly. But from what I could find in a quick Google was you can purchase up to 10. I would prefer to have one buck tag and a bunch of doe tags. So instead of us here having two and four doe tags, you'd rather have five doe tags and one buck? No, I'd rather have six doe tags and one buck. <laughs> okay. But you've never even shot that many deer. Like, we yeah, never... I've filled my tags one time. Like, I've actually, with a purpose, filled my tags. Hmm. I don't know that, like, unless I had that many people that wanted meat. I did. I well, was like. I mean, yeah, that makes sense then. But, like, I wouldn't I wouldn't go tag out just to no, shoot no, no, that I gave, many deer. I gave away four deer that year. Not gave away. Like, they wanted deer meat. I killed it. They paid processing. Right. Um, but, yeah, dude, I don't know. Like, I feel like that would be a better system. Because I feel like our buck-to-day ratio is, like, heavy towards does. Oh, it is. Way heavy. Um, Which is wild because even everybody getting four doe tags, nobody likes shooting does. Well, you can't grip and grin a doe the same way you can grip and grin a buck. I mean, yeah, I get it, but, like... I'm going to tell you what, though. A doe will get me just as tore up. Oh, yeah, I get just as excited. And you know what? It's 
never disappointing with a death. You know, recently I've been talking about the, like, my kind of falling away from deer hunting. Yep. I hadn't shot a deer in a couple of years, right? I didn't shoot one last year. I don't think I shot one the year before. I thought the eight was, I thought Captain Hook was the year before. No, that would have been three years ago. Really? Yeah. But like, yeah, just like I haven't shot a deer in a while. And the last couple I shot when I kind of gave it a rest to a degree, like I didn't feel the like the jitters, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I just like, I don't know. I didn't feel it. Did, I wasn't excited then. So it's like, it's cool to like kill a deer last week. And it's like, brings back the excitement. I mean, I was tore up. I was well, sitting on the ground. That's kind of how we gauge our deer anyway. Like, yeah, it's nice to shoot big ones, but like if you're excited. Yeah. I mean, I think if, if it, if a deer gets me pumped up, it ain't got to be a big deer to do that, right? Yeah. If a deer gets me pumped up and I'm in the mood to, like, want to do the aftermath work, that's got a lot to do with it, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, some does have been saved by my laziness. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> like, just not wanting to clean one that day or whatever. Yeah, or drag it. God. Why did, why did deer do the stupidest stuff? Like diving gullies? Yeah, like man I was following that red just like carpet walk of a, a blood trail Yep. and then I'm like on this ridge top and there's like a lay down and I see the blood trail go up the lay down and I'm like that doesn't make any sense and that deer's laying like 30 feet below our, or 30 feet below our feet yeah yeah he went up and over fully where committed did, where did yours go Mm, he went down he went crashing down into a ditch god but it was like where i shot him he ran 25 30 <laughs> yards and there was some thick like just greenery mm-hmm. just in that little bit of a drainage ditch right there and he just plopped in it yeah i mean i don't know i'm okay with just doing that once a year yeah like hunting all year but like i'm okay with just experiencing the kill part of it once a year yeah it's kind of a lot of work. Unless it's easy. Like, if you're in a box on a power line and they're just going to, like, fall over right there, and you just drive to them and put them in the truck. Yeah, then it's not too bad. And you're <laughs> going to take them to the processor. Yeah. Because then I'm, you don't have to do any of the work. Yeah. Yeah. Pick it up. What do, you th- do you think processors have ruined hunting? Uh, elaborate. Well, like, when I was coming up, we had to like clean deer at the deer camp. We didn't have to. We enjoyed doing it as kids. Like we we would clean everybody's deer at the deer camp, and like that's like a rite of passage too. Yeah, and like you know, I don't think kids are doing the the bloody faces anymore. Uh some do, but it's not. It's not as common. I don't think it's as a big thing as it was. Like I can remember when, like, I knew everybody that got like you know it was like a big deal. And if you didn't like rub it on yourself, you were getting the whole bucket done, like thrown on you. Yeah, so, it was bad. But like nobody's willing to. Like I can probably name ten deer hunters that don't know how to clean a deer. Yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, I know, I know a good bit of people that just, and the bad thing is that they're our age yeah. or a little bit older. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you came up in the same little. Yeah. But they didn't hunt until it was convenient. True. That's probably, I feel like that's, which yeah. is good and bad, I guess. Yeah. That's just, I, I can see where it would like, do you think the processors affect decisions on whether to shoot it here or not? For sure. Because it's easier just to pick it up and take it. Yeah. Like like Lee Today posted, which is the deer shack. I used to work there or whatever. And it's like, he posted today and he's like, not taking deer until tomorrow morning because like his coolers are full. Yeah. Man, it, w- it blows my mind how many deer get killed around here every year. Yeah. So how many do you think, let's, on a percentage wise, how many people, because he posted and hasn't been taking deer for two or three days, like over the weekend, he was closed. I mean, it, it would have slightly affected my situation, my, my choice tonight. Yeah. And he'd have had to been bigger than. He'd have had to been, he'd have had to been worth dealing with. Yeah. But like how many people you think just didn't even go even sit because they couldn't just take it to Lee? I think the weather probably would have been more of a deterrent than Lee being closed. Yeah. I think it's a good percentage of people that don't even go, though. Probably. If there's like, oh, we can't take it to the processor. I guess we're just not even going. Yeah, I'm going to go to the bar tonight or whatever. Because, like, how many people don't know how to, like, like do process. the work? Yeah, how to process it themselves. Um, To be fair, you didn't. Not exactly. That's why I'm asking. But like, it's like, it's probably, like, if you didn't come up in that hunting club kind of era... Yeah. Where, like, hanging out and cleaning deer at the deer camp and, like, you know, taking your your meat back in a cooler and um, eating the back straps that weekend if you got one or whatever. Like, I feel like that, like, you don't see as many T-posts to hang deer up. Like, out Midwest you do for sure, but, like. Yeah. Um, or Northeast a little bit. But, like, around here you used to see that all the time. Now it's just, like. Which I get it. Like if the guy that knew how to do it stopped doing it because it was convenient to take it to the processor, then he's not teaching kids how to do it anymore either. You know what I mean? Yeah. That is one thing I like to – it's nice to be able to make the decision of either I'm just going to go drop it off to him and be lazy about it or like tonight if a good one would have walked out in front of us that we wanted to shoot. We wouldn't have been doing this podcast. I mean we probably would have just later. Yeah. But, like, we have the option to be able to just, like, we could have got it here, got it deboned and in the fridge, like, pretty quick with For the sure. two of us. For sure. And I would have processed the, the ground beef tomorrow. Yeah. But everything would have been cut tonight. Yeah. I think also, like, man, I've tasted deer, which you have too. You've tasted deer that hung on a hook in a cooler. Yep. Versus deer that we cut up fresh. I really don't know that it's worth the time in the cooler. Not noticeably, no. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Because I've had, like, I've had, the, you remember? You those? have a difference in deer, like, same day deer. You know what I mean? Like, if we both went and shot a yeah. doe, they could taste a little different. Mm-hmm. So it's not even like you could take and compare unless you cut lead deer in, like, half and cut it fresh and then aged one. But then you have the one that was fresh in the fridge for 
Oh well. Yeah, but that's that's dry agent too. The yeah. yeah, I don't know. I and I think that's another reason people are like bound to a processor is because they want their deer to hang for like ten to fourteen days or whatever. Yeah. It's not a side of beef. It's never gonna be. No. Like there's not enough intermuscular fat to like really make make it a difference. Yeah, no, I, I, I just as rather it's easier just like it's work to do it yourself instead of take it somewhere. Yeah, but it's even more work if you want to take and quarter everything, let it sit in the cooler or hang. God, I hate cooler meat. And then have to go cut it up. I wish people would stop putting deer on ice in a cooler for like a week at a time before they process it. Yeah, that is the nastiest. It gets gross. And, and they think it's, like, better because it, like, turns out brown color. So they're like, oh, all the blood's gone. And I'm like, yeah. d- no, it's no just, you just waterlogged it. Yeah, it's just full of water. <laughs> and a lot of that's flavor to me. Yeah, a lot of that, that red, what people call the blood, which is it's not actually blood. Um, that's where a lot of your flavor's at. I mean, you'd, if somebody brought you a gray steak, would you want to eat it? <laughs> not as much as a nice red one <laughs> right <laughs> yeah so dude i don't know um i think if more people learn to process there would be more does killed probably yeah what what do you think is your biggest like I'm trying to think of how to word this you're like one of the biggest things that make your decision holding out like passing or not passing a deer yeah like what's what's one of your biggest aspects of making that decision really it's just a feeling like for me yeah 100 a feeling now if i'm somewhere that like has really big deer like it wouldn't be like if i'm in a place where it would be dumb to shoot a 115 because there's probably like 30 130s and a thousand yard radius right then like i go by those standards right but like well that yeah but then you know like what gets you excited yeah but like in the on the club we hunt it's really just a feeling if i if i look at the deer and get excited i'm pulling the trigger do you think the last two years really of us not really running cameras and checking or knowing what's around. Yeah, I think that helps a bunch too. Because like I'm a lot more inept to like not care. Like I'm not waiting on this specific one specific like, you've seen. Like that deer, right? Yeah. I almost passed him, and that was a deer I was in there after. So obviously wasn't that special, but like right. But like that was the deer I was after, and I, I. It changed my decision making, to where like. I was like, oh, if it's not the mop deer, I'm not, I'm not shooting it. Yeah, yeah, I think like, because we used to run cameras hard, mm-hmm. like tons. Yeah, no, I used to be in and out of the woods checking cameras every week. And then this year, I have seen three, like, top end good to biggins. Yeah, that like, we ran cameras in that area. And never really had, like... Well, you can only see so much with the camera. And then, like, 
if you use that as a sole method to like rule out a spot, like, oh, I didn't get a giant buck on here. I'm not going to go hunt that spot. You would miss out on a giant buck. That that giant buck could have walked behind the camera. Like yeah. it could have been 10 feet away and you would have never known. You would have just ruled out a spot because you didn't see a big deer. Well, we've seen, we've seen bucks like go around the camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I like that's that scrape camera always put up down at the bottom. Yep. Like, you can you can visibly see that you know some of the bigger deer don't don't want to go over there and hit that scrape after it's up. Yeah. No, I don't know. What is your like shoot or not shoot? What is your what makes your decision for you? Um, one of the biggest things is which is like sad, right? Because of the whole social media thing. But it's like one of those like, okay, I'm excited now because like shooting, shooting a deer is fun, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Am I going to be just as excited to meet you at the gate and go running back in there and grab a hold of this deer and be like, check it out? Yeah, I mean, I get that. That's kind of sad, though. (laughs) I know. It's like it's like you get your validation off someone else. I know. Which to a degree, everyone does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody wants to grab one that, like, everybody else is excited about. But Like, I personally don't think I will shoot one. And if I do, I'm not going to tell anybody about it or take pictures of it. One that is, like, below my social media standards. <laughs> yeah. Like, my social media standards, like, 100 inches or something. Like, 90, 90 inches, call it. Yeah. Yeah, so. I'm willing to grip and grin to 90. I'm a lot more willing to grip and grin a 150, but I've never held one of those that were that I actually shot. So yeah, I don't know that I've actually seen one of those. Maybe spotlighting or driving, never like sitting. No, I saw a couple in Maryland years ago. While and then, hunting? And then, no, 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 no. We were riding around, but it was daylight. Yeah. So, you want to tell a story about your buck? Yeah, so that seven. (laughs) Uh, I didn't even know where I wanted to go. Right. But I know when we went to help the guy in the club look for that doughy shot, there was a lot of sign in there. Mm -hmm. And it was still like decent time that like he had corn, so I know the does were coming to it. Yeah. And I was hoping that the does were bringing the bucks. Yeah, I hear that. So I went. It worked out for you, obviously. I mean, yeah. But I went like on a whim and was like, I don't know that it's still in season of rut enough to not just shoot a doe. Like, yeah. Cause I'm still like, I'm still kind of hurting from not finding the big one. Right. Right. So I was like, all right, well, maybe just a doe. Well, you know, I'll, I'll let her come in, give her some time, make sure nothing's with her, and then mm-hmm. shoot her. Yep. Well, I'm sitting there and I hear her coming. I look, I'm like, all right. Well, I was going to let her come out in front of me because I was really having to try to get out the side of the box. So I was like, I'll just let her come in with me. And then she got almost into the shooting lane and turned and was walking away. And I was like looking at her through the scope and trying to like find a gap between Mm -hmm. all the trees to like, I was just going to try to smoke her in the back of the neck. And I heard a stick break and I was like, ooh. And I just peeked over out of the corner of my eye, and I seen the rack. 
Mm-hmm. His eight point side was facing me, and I was like, "Ooh, yeah, okay, yeah." So I did end up repositioning and going out the side of the box. I was trying not to shoot the dough out of, and I he was like coming through some thick stuff, but I could see like white. He had like really like mm-hmm. white rack, and I saw that bigger eight point side through some thick stuff, and I was like, "Oh yeah, he looks pretty good." Yep. Squeezed one off. He ran 25, 30 yards, crashed. We got down there. I was a little disappointed that he wasn't an eight because I thought he was a symmetrical right. symmetrical rack. He I wasn't. had something similar happen to me, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, same thing for yours. Yeah. I mean, I so I get the bright idea. I want to kill one off the ground. And I walk in there and, like, set up like I'm turkey hunting. And, uh, yeah, so – when I before I even get set up, like three to six deer run off. You know, I can just see butts going through the um, the thick stuff. And I'm like, all right, I'll sit. I'll sit down anyways. So I sit down, and then have a doe come down, and she like mills around in the creek, and then a spike behind her, and uh, real big body doe though. And then probably an hour goes by before. We're probably 45 minutes before shooting light. And it was like on cue, six does come out, but it's like three from my left side and three from my right side. And I'm like, oh, crap. Mind you, I'm sitting on the ground. I don't have gloves on. I don't have a face mask on. I've got a hat laying beside me that's bright yellow. Like, um, And this one of those does works up to about 15 yards. And she's just giving me one of those just stare downs, just looking. (laughs) She was looking into my soul. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, don't blink, don't blink, don't blink. And while she was locked up over her back, I saw this big body deer go up the hill. And I'm like, oh, crap, that was him. So then the does end up busting me. And then, like, not seven minutes later, I look down at the creek. And I just see that G2. I just see that G2. And I'm like, oh, man, that's a big deer. So, And I don't have, like, very much option to, uh, like, i got to make a split-second decision. And I pull up on him, and I pull the trigger, and he just stands there, doesn't move. And he, like, looks stunned, and I'm like, oh, I had to hit that deer. And then I squeeze the second one off. It happened really quick because I know you heard the shots and it was like, like back to back, but like that's the process that went through my head. And then all my crap talk about the, the 270, right? I'm like looking for blood and I'm not finding the trail. And all it was, I was jacked up and didn't remember where he, uh, where he ran into or whatever. And then I get on the trail and it's just like blood. And I'm like, oh, the 270 will kill one. You got to shoot him twice. <laughs> And track them farther. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Oh, yeah. It, well, we ended up getting. Are you still trying to kill a buck, or are you just you just meet on? Uh, honestly, I think if I were to go like one more evening this week or something, and shoot a doe, I would probably, especially since the split's almost over for duck season. Yeah, I would probably just like. hunt ducks and sleep in on sundays yeah yeah no i i would like to put one more on the ground i would like to 
the problem is I know where there's another like Yeah, I do too. Begging. So are we, are we talking about the same place? I'm talking about the place I like to go. Oh yeah, there's another one in there. Yeah. So it's like in the back of my mind, something keeps telling me like go in there, he'll mess up, go in there, because it would be nice to have like the seven I shot and then like end up getting a big one. Which would be a nice reward for not finding. The so, other like right <laughs> now, buck wise, are you being super conservative with your choices? Um, you're down to one tag. I am down to one tag. Um, are you still on the if it, if it makes me happy scale? I'm not saying I wouldn't like an identical deer to the one I shot walked in. Yeah, I'm not saying I wouldn't shoot him. Chances are lower. Chances are lower. And but I don't think I would. I don't think one would have to be a whole lot bigger to shoot them. So like, what do you? What do we say? Your deer goes ninety-seven inches or so. Yeah, I think we both killed like nineties. Yeah, like mid nineties probably. Yeah. So so you're saying a hundred, or are you saying one ten, are you saying one fifteen? I'd probably shoot a hundred. I'd shoot a hundred. If a hundred walked out on me, and I just like. Because that would end my deer season, and I would I could stop going out and freezing. Yeah, I, I don't have good deer gear right now. Like I wore out all my stuff finally, and I like decided to trash it, and then I haven't hunted enough for me to go buy buy yeah. buy, buy a nice new gear like I was intending on. And if I'm going to buy nice new gear, it's going to be Western gear. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I would. Uh, it, if I shot another one, it it would. It could probably be comparable to what I shot already and still be. So your standards haven't gone up is what you're saying? Nah. Maybe just a touch. Maybe a touch. Just a smidge. I probably wouldn't be as quick to throw the rifle out the side of the box and be ready to squeeze one off. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing that changes for me is I'm a lot – I look at the deer a lot more. Yeah. I'm not in such a hurry to hurry up and, like, pick one yeah, off. Just at, to get it done. At that caliber. Right. Like if I see, you know, an oak king, tree coming king, through the woods, yeah. it's like I'm going to throw up and pull. If you see King Kong. Yeah. But I I'm think gonna, something gonna, of that. I'm going to make that bold action sound like a semi-auto <laughs> that comes through on me. Like if that same deer, if that deer's twin brother came out on me, he, not saying I wouldn't shoot him, but he would have to hang around for a while and make it like pretty easy. Right. I wouldn't be so, I wouldn't be as stressed as I was about him turning and, like, going off away from me. Right. It would have been like, oh, well, it just wasn't meant to be today. Yeah, 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 yeah. He would have to make it, like, kill me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I think this has been a uh, a fun podcast. Yeah. We've enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to the Boats and Doze Outdoors. Where can they find us at? Anywhere you get podcasts. Check yeah. us out on Facebook and Instagram. And YouTube. And YouTube. And we're starting to do some YouTube videos. Yep. Yeah, so send us some messages, social media. Yeah, we appreciate it, like the the Michigan deer tag. That was from a listener, so. Yep. Um, no, we appreciate those. That and, uh, you know, let us, let us know. Does one buck tag affect your decision on whether to pull the trigger or not? And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening.